Hi, it's Dr. Gary on the road, Dental Practices for Sale. The name of our company is Healthcare Practice Sales LLC. We are dental practice brokers. We sell dental practices. We put the buyer and seller together to both private buyers and to the uh, DSOs, corporate dentistry. We'll take care of both of that. Um, the information I'm about to give you is all for entertainment. It is not a business or legal advice. Our phone number is 201-663-0935. Our website is dentalpracticeguide.com. So today's uh, issue or today's topic is post-closing or after the sale problems during the transition. This is after the sale of a dental practice. What issues and problems can occur? So last week we had a closing or 10 days ago, approximately had a closing. So I was just chatting with the buyer to make sure everything is going well. One of the things we do here at uh, Healthcare Practice Sales LLC is we check in after the closing. We just don't run away and grab our broker's commission. We stay with it. We want to find out if there's any issues, any problems with the buyer or seller in the transition. We're there to give advice. Of course, I was a dentist for 11 years, uh, 25 years. We've been doing this now for 11 years and we have our eight employees. So we have that support staff there for you. So today's question was, when does he send out the transition letter? That is that a new doctor has taken over. When is the buyer? It's the buyer's decision after the closing, uh, what type of letter to send. Now we have some transitional letters, which we provide at no charge um, during this process. And some buyers want to wait a little bit before they send it. And I can understand that, but I did advise him the most important thing is to have the patient, you got to communicate to the patient. If that patient's coming in the next day and you, the new buyer, are going to treat them and they don't know the practice has been sold, you, somebody should be calling them that evening before and just inform them that you're doing most of the patients now, if not all the patients. Obviously, in this situation, and every deal is different, the seller is still working there in a transition capacity. She's finishing up the seller is finishing her work in progress, crowns she started before, she's finishing them after. In these situations in private sales, she's going to keep all of her accounts receivable. So he was asking, what about those checks that come in for her? I said, any data service before the closing, that's her money. Just hand over the check. Sometimes we have situations where the seller just leaves. Um, we do have there's certain formulas where the buyer can finish the work and there's formulas how to handle that. We can go over that with you. But in this situation, she's finishing the work in progress and her old accounts receivable continue to come in the office and those that's her money. It's not your money, it's her money. It's the doctor's money, that is the seller's money. It's not the buyer's money. So getting back to the, uh, uh, the transition letter announcing to all the patients that the practice has been sold. Some buyers are slow to do that and that's their choice. And I, I can appreciate that. It's their decision, what they want to do. But at minimum, if the old patient's coming in and the, the other doctor, the older doctor is not there anymore and you as the new buyer are treating them, you've got to inform them the day before that you'll be there and you're treating them and this is why and the doctor's not working as much, but you'll take care of their problems. In this situation, the seller, 
or the old doctor, is working in the practice for about six months. She'll do all of her work in progress, so to speak, but that's only going to take about a month to finish up that all. That is the work she started before the closing and the work she's continuing now. She wants to finish that, and that's fine. Um, and if he's going to treat, now if it's a brand new patient, it's not a problem because the brand new patient didn't meet either doctor. So the new buyer takes them in immediately. And then you begin the process. You know, the new buyer has to see at least 70 to 80% of the patients because he has to pay off his uh, bank note. So he's going to be seeing them anyway, and she could just see a small portion of them. Unless it's a different situation, the buyer is still working at his old office and can't spend enough time here yet. He wants to keep that money coming in from the old office, so he may work there for a little while. And that's okay, too. Each one has a different formula. Now, if the doctor is going to stay on and treat new patients or new treatment on old patients, and she's going to use her, you know, the old tax ID. Um, that's a whole different area that I don't want to get into on this audio. Uh, you can call us on this 201-663-0935, uh, 201-663-0935. That issue is complicated. And it's not the kind of thing I want to talk about over the phone, over the uh, internet. But rather, call me and we could chat about it. And I can give you some pointers on that. That is the seller, the older doctor working there, still seeing, seeing, seeing patients, treating them under the doctor's old tax ID and how that whole thing works. Now, it's only been a week since the doctor's taken over and he did try to get credentialed, I think, two weeks ago from some of the insurance companies and he has already received um, some of his uh, credentialing so he could treat some of those patients be it MetLife or Horizon or whatever it is, he could treat and get reimbursed. And uh, there are certain ways to work it so that that would be, you know, above board. And But you got to call me on that on the phone. I cannot talk about that over the phone, on over the video. So all in all, the transition's going well. Doctor's a little nervous, but I think he will have an improvement. The average office, based on national standards, somewhere to 10 to 20% increase if it's doing under a million, 10 to 20% increase in collections the first year. And there's no reason why you can't do that with the proper marketing, proper advertising, uh, proper staff incentives. That's just my opinion. Each one is different. Remember everything I tell you is for entertainment purposes. I'm not an attorney or a businessman. So at this point, uh, the doctor will be sending out at some soon, I think, the letters that someone else has taken over. And he's excited about to continue to work there. The previous seller is continuing to work there. So he has that little cushion of time. He's kept his old jobs uh, where he was doing a mixture of uh, dentistry, some a little bit of Medicaid, but not much. And it's kept him quite busy. So that's it for today, guys. Thank you for listening. Hit that subscribe button and we will be there soon with you. Thank you. Bye.